Loaded bases, Jake Savicki. How's it going? Good, man. How we doing? We're doing. We're doing great. I got. I got my. Uh, I got my beverage of choice sitting next to me and talking to you. So, no, so nothing Good. better. What do you got? What do you got there? Uh, it's a. It's a blonde ale, um, from one of the local uh, breweries by like where I live, like where I'm from. Sounds sounds refreshing. We have tons tons of breweries up here. I like that. I like that. So, what do you do? What's your uh, um, what hat do you I wear? Do, I wear a few. I wear a few hats. I uh, I coach high school baseball in California, Southern California, at Carlsbad High School. Um, I own a clothing brand called Roughshod Supply Company. Uh, we kind of make more hats than anything, and some clothes along with it. This one of the hats right here, but uh, and then I do some TikTok. I, I mess around with the TikTok game, uh, and we'll kind of get into that and how it all came about. But those are the three things I do. I, uh, like I said, coach at Carlsbad High School, run a clothing business, and and I, I'm a face to some people on TikTok in the baseball community, which is yeah. a lot of fun. I'd say because you have you have 153.7 thousand followers on TikTok. That's insane. That's yeah, wild. It is <laughs> wild. It's it's crazy. TikTok's a crazy place. I want to say, like, did did you like ever think that you would be a TikToker? Like, once t- TikTok came out, no, no, absolutely not. I uh, I kind of probably like most people that use it during Corona when everybody was kind of locked in the house and doing nothing. I downloaded it, started watching some stuff, and it's a genius app. I mean, it, it keeps people hooked on it. Uh, you yeah. can get stuck on it forever. And the, I think the whole algorithm of like showing you things you like is insane. That's like 95% of the things that come up on my for you page is things I, I like, I laugh at, I pay attention to. Um, so they've done a good job with that, but yeah, just kind of started it. It's just to kind of make it see what it was all about. And I think even then it, it was flooded with just teenagers dancing, I guess, you know, like the, the, whatever the houses they have, these, (laughs) yeah which yeah which is crazy but um what's crazy is i coached a kid calvin goldby he went to carlsbad high he was an unbelievable player like unbelievable center fielder one of the best athletes i've ever seen come through the place and uh his senior year which was like five years ago maybe i'm like well we got some options dude you got some d1s looking at you you got some d2s threes the junior college here loves you He's like, yeah, I think I just want to do like social media. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean you just want to do social media? He's like, yeah, I just, I don't know, maybe like YouTube. And I'm like, oh, like at the time, I'm like, this is not the call. Like, you, yeah. you're, you're good. Like, you could do that while you're in college playing baseball. And he just didn't really want to do it. And then, sure enough, I think four or five years later, he's living in the hype house. I'm like, well, good for this guy. That's so, wild. Yeah, it was crazy. And he's an unbelievable kid. He's awesome. But I, it just kind of clicked to me, like, because when I coach these kids, that's like the whole world we share is baseball. So for me, yeah. it's like when they don't want to do that and they have the ability to, it's like hard to be like, this is free education or at least highly discounted and you get a, you could do whatever you want. You're going to be 23. You're going to be done with this. Like you got the whole world out there with a degree, but there's just routes for people. And like, if you don't want to play after high school, good for you. Like have fun in high school and go do your thing. If you do, there's a spot for most anybody that's willing to work hard between the lowest level 
one and 28, you know, junior college somewhere out there. And then there's D one. So if you're willing to work hard, you can play at the next level. But I always thought that was so funny that this kid ended up in the hype house after, <laughs> after our conversation. And That's nuts. It was a, yeah, it was like a little bit of a game changer for me on how I see kids and what they might want to do. So, um, but yeah, back to how it happened for me was we just started it. I started one that, I mean, I just wanted to really see what it was about and I had no intentions of being anybody on the app whatsoever. And, um, started with, with a couple of videos, made some just fun, dumb stuff. And I think that's why it blew up. Cause like you didn't see anybody for so long during Corona. Yeah. Like, so people felt like, oh, I don't have to make a stupid TikTok and then go to work and see people tomorrow. They're like, nice video. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think everybody just felt free to do whatever without any kind of answering to anybody. So yeah, made a few just random stuff with, with you know, I'm married and I my wife would do a little, she was always like, let's do a dancing one. I'm like, I, don't, I can't dance. I can't do these TikTok dances. So we'd screw around with some stuff and then it eventually circled itself around to I just started doing some baseball stuff. It started with Cody Bellinger, really, was, was where yeah. it all started. Yeah, and I was – what's funny is I was in this office I'm in right now, and I had this – I had a, I have like a Dodgers-themed jersey for my company, Rough Shot Supply Company, and um, I came in here one day, and I looked at it, and then I had the Brooklyn Dodgers hat, and I'm like, kind of – for whatever reason, it just – I popped into my head. There was zero planning on the whole. The one that blew up was the Jackie Robinson day. That was like the first one. Um, and it just went viral like overnight, million views. And all of a sudden I get all these followers and I became like TikTok belly for a while. Like everybody's like, this is literally <laughs> Cody Bellinger's TikTok. TikTok. That's exactly what it was. And so I, I got kind of stuck in that and just having fun with it. I love Bellinger. He's one of my favorite players. Um, but he's an easy guy to, to kind of imitate and just oh, people yeah, see him yeah. as that guy. And, and I think he's awesome. But, uh, and then I would give some baseball takes on other stuff here and there. And then it just kind of kept growing where I'd give a take and people hate it and they start talking about it and people love it. And now it's just kind of like anything I put out baseball wise is received pretty well, which is cool. And then sometimes it's not, I woke up to a literally opened my phone first thing i did when i woke up this morning and the first message on or comment on tiktok was why does everybody hate you i think you're funny and i'm like this is just <laughs> such a funny thing to like think about i just i started laughing i'm like this is my favorite comment I'm like i don't know people people like it or they don't but it it's and i'm not some you know million follower guy but when you get to a certain point like you you just get people that are not going to like you because you're you and they look at you yeah. this guy whatever and and it's easier. The, what's funny is the more it happens, the easier it is to like laugh at it and let it go. Like at first yeah. you're like, Oh, what is this freaking guy? Like you want to comment back and get in the argument and you're like, I'm arguing with like BG four seventy two nine with no pro. Like who, this is not a person. Like this is even real. Like why am I going to waste my time? So oh, people just become counts. I just want to talk. Yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. That's all they do. Yeah. And they'll find, they'll find it to talk about whatever. So once you get, I get past that, it just becomes all fun. Really. I mean, it's, it's just fun. So I, I don't know how it came about. It's brought a lot of really cool opportunities, you know, and, and, uh, I enjoy it. I love making baseball content. I love being in a, in a content world where it's like never ending. There's a baseball, there's yeah. 15, 15 games every night and there's 
fans everywhere and probably just like you with this podcast you like start realizing because baseball is a small world but it's so big like people true that is very true yeah it's crazy like how many even to have like 150,000 people that follow me literally because of baseball i'm like it seems it's such a doesn't just seems weird to me like yeah a little app that's that's like dancing and it's funny and it's all this stuff and people love to see and relate to so many things i posted a, I went to a small junior college and I posted a video the other day about it. And so many people are like, Oh, no way. I played in the GVC. Oh, I played against Shasta. I went to Shasta. I'm like, geez, this is wild. Like such a small little town and a yeah. tiny little junior college and the amount of people that knew about it or played there or guess crazy. It's just crazy. Say so there, there, there's a video the other day where, uh, where someone, uh, said in the comments to do, do you even play, play baseball? And then you yeah. made like a funny video about it. And it was just like, <laughs> it's just like the funny, it, like it's the people that like try and make fun of you and you just mm-hmm. flip it. Yeah. Like I'm, I have, no it's, ego, it's awesome. I'll tell you, I'll tell you about my baseball journey in a minute, but I have no <laughs> ego about it. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's, yeah, shoot. I was, I was what I was. I had good moments and I'm making TikToks for a reason. I'm not playing in the show yeah. for a reason. Like I'm wasn't that guy. And, I just, my biggest thing that I try to like defend is like, honestly, playing in high school is an accomplishment. Playing anything after high school is, it's an accomplishment. Like, so for, yeah. I, you won't see a baseball guy that plays at a high level that's ever going to like really, I mean, I make fun of people all the time on my TikToks, but they're also the same people that like DM me like, dude, thanks for making a video with me. I'm like, I totally grilled you. And they're like, I know it was awesome. Like they're all good. You know what I mean? And then I got people in the comments calling me an asshole. I'm like, well, baseball people get it. That's like love language for baseball. You know what I mean? Like we, we talk like that to each other. Me telling you, I'm going to take you yard. You're going to go, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Watch this. I'm going to strike your ass out. And then whatever happens, happens. We both laugh about it. So, um, that that it's one a, especially it's a I very mean, universal language that we speak mm-hmm, mm-hmm. big time and it's it's a fun one i was just yeah i was just on a a, a facetime with my assistant coach at carlsbad and then thomas eshelman who's a pitched for the orioles for a couple of years and the bigs and he's with the triple a padres right now and we literally FaceTime. he facetimed us at I don't know, 10 something at night on a Tuesday. And we both were like, Oh, cool. Let's see what Esh is talking about. And we 45 minutes, we just like made fun of each other. Literally we, like, all three of us <laughs> yep. just made fun of each other for 45 minutes. And we're like, Oh, this was fun, man. See you guys later. Like, That's just <laughs> what people do. Like that's what makes it fun. So I don't know. I think it's, it's received pretty well by the baseball community and anybody that gets upset about it. I'm like, you either didn't play a sport or you didn't play baseball. That's for sure. Because yep. Baseball has so much sitting around time that you have no choice but to like have a personality and talk to people. Like that's why the bullpen characters are so freaking crazy. Uh, yeah. All they do is sit there and talk. Say like, say like for summer ball. Like I love being a PO. Like it was, it was mm-hmm. absolutely the a blast. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking then and then just like s- sitting there and watching. Like I mean, like especially like on the off days, like mm-hmm. where like you know that you you are not going to pitch. Like you just sit back and have have so much fun. Yeah, and then like the road trips, time. and it, it's just like, man, yep. like there's a lot of downtime in baseball, but yeah, I mean, like because you can make the absolute best out of it. You can, and I think that's why most baseball players. You always talk about like when guys are done playing, they're like, "Oh man, I missed the dugout. I missed the 
yep. the bus rides. It's like, that's 90% of it. That's why like, yep. that's the whole chunk. You'll talk about, remember when I banged that double and cleared the bases and we won the game, but you're going to have two or three of those conversations for every like five to 10 you have of like, remember when Jimmy was in the bullpen and he did that cartwheel and you're just like, yeah, fucking fuck. exactly. <laughs> that's it. So I, I don't know. I just love baseball for that reason. I think it's so fun and it's so good for really the world but i just yeah people really understood what it was that's why that's why going to baseball games is about uh, yeah it's a slow game i tell people all the time when they find out i coach baseball like oh you coach at carlsbad like i'll come to a game i'm like no don't do that like you don't like baseball you're gonna be bored to death like this isn't like exactly a basketball game where it's an hour and it's exciting and it's back and forth it's like it's gonna you're gonna be bored to, to death don't go but you go to a big league game that's why it's all about the beers and it's like a hangout atmosphere with a game going on yeah. for a lot of people. And I'm from San Diego. So you go down to Petco and that's all it is. People are just chilling, having a drink, eating some food, hanging out and yeah, watching a little it's baseball. A, it's the same up in Seattle too. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like, yeah. What was like, cause there was like, there was like, uh, so I went to opening day up there and it was like, it was like 45,000 people. Mm-hmm. But like, I, only probably about maybe half are actually watching the game. Yeah, exactly. Half of them are there to watch the game. The other half are there to hang out and be a part of an event and whatever. Yeah. Which is, which is cool. And baseball is just, it just feels good. It's open air. It's, it's just like, I don't know. It just feels good. You come in yep. as a person that doesn't know baseball and you're like on one of the higher levels and you look down at that field and you're like, Oh my God, that's beautiful. Like it's baseball yeah. is beautiful. There is, there is a, uh, so there's this one guy that I took to his uh, first baseball game. He's from uh, Denmark, and he he's never like watched a like a baseball game at all. And Did he even it, really know what it was? Uh, he he had no idea. I mean, like cause he was yeah. he he was calling the pitcher like the hurler, and then like <laughs> all these things, and um, and then it, it was like it was like mi- midway through the game, and then he he just said loudly he he was like. Soccer is way better than baseball players. <laughs> I mean, baseball. Like, there's like no no action like in this sport. Mm-hmm. And then and, and then he's like, "So why do you watch it?" And I'm like, "Dude, like, yeah. I I can't explain all of it." Yeah, but no, the action for a guy that knows the game and loves it, it's every it's every pitch. It's the two one. What's he gonna throw here? It's it's yeah. everything, and it's awesome. That's I I always equate it to like playing cards. Like you're playing Texas Hold'em, you're at a table with nine guys, like every like for you personally like you're gonna get 10 hands that you're gonna fold and every now and then you're gonna have this one hand and it's gonna be awesome yeah and it's gonna be exciting and then when it's over it's over it's like you go through an inning where a guy throws 20 pitches one of them gets hammered and the guy makes a good play like that might be the one piece of that inning where everybody's like oh yeah that was awesome and then it's back to like all right lazy fly out roll over strike yep. out on to the next one so it's just that I think, and it's when it's good, it's so freaking good. And when it's bad as a player, it's just so bad. And I think that's what makes the game awesome. I mean, you talk to any player, there's there's a time where they're like, I don't know why I play. I hate this. This game is the worst. It's the absolute worst. <laughs> and then they go hit a double or they strike a guy out in a big moment. And they're like, this game is the best. <laughs> I love yep. baseball. It's a that's total it roller coaster. Total roller coaster. But that's good. So where uh, where'd you play? Uh, so I went to uh Wenatchee Valley College so okay, it, it's cool. a yes yeah, so it's a small juco up here in up here in Washington state awesome 
Awesome. I like that. Yeah. I was up in Shasta, small junior college up top of California. Yeah, we were yeah, we were in a wood bat league like like for so mm. it was uh, it, it it was fun. You were a pitcher? Uh pitcher outfielder. Okay, good. PO in the summertime yeah. or what? Pretty much. I like that. Yeah, I like it that. was uh I would say like for Legion Ball. And uh yeah, no, we would I mean cause we we would make it a state and all that stuff. And then, and then like all the stories, like from like, and then like from like the, the state tournaments and just all of that, like never goes away. No, it doesn't. It's the best. So what about you? Like, so I want to hear your, uh, your, uh, baseball yeah. background. I got a, I don't really tell my story too much. It's just one of those stories. Well, here's a place for you kind of, uh, yeah, I'll tell it. This will be good for some people. This too. I, I, uh, I went to a small Christian high school, which was like but down in San Diego, like about as bad as it gets for talent. And I grew mm-hmm. up playing with all my buddies who went to bigger regular high schools here and went on to play in college and all that. Um, and when I got to high school, it was like my whole – I dominated high school because I was the only guy at my school that really knew what he was doing. And then yeah. – and then I mean, it was like bad, bad. So – I, I knew like I'm a big fish in a little sea. Like I was, I dominated, I pitched and played short and I, and I just raked and it wasn't cause I was that good. It's because every fastball I saw was like 74 <laughs> and curveballs were either spiked or hanging. I'm like, this is too easy. Um, like I literally, I think compared to like 13, 14 year old, like we call it pony baseball at the time, like the rec leagues yeah. back before travel ball took over and the rec leagues were still good. Uh, that competition was at 14 was better than anything I saw in high school. Like legitimately 14 year old baseball was better. So I, and I went through the high school thing and did that and I enjoyed it. I think it was good for me. Cause I think if I went to a bigger school, I would have, my personality, I would have gotten a little trouble and I kind of, I, I respect and kind of appreciate the fact that I went there and who I am today because of it. But uh, they had no real like guidance as far as do this. It was literally like oh, go to Bible college and then go preach the word of God. And I'm like, that's not my gig. Like, <laughs> yeah, I will not do that. I don't have anything against it, but that's just not what I want to do. So I, uh, I was the first guy, I think of my entire high school that even played a sport after high school. And oh, wow. I think there was like three of us total. So it's not even a school anymore. It's just shut down as a church. So, <laughs> so that's where I like came from. I graduated with literally, I think, 30 kids in my senior class. Wow. So, different, different story there. But uh, so I didn't, I didn't even play after high school. I didn't plan on it. I really had um, no intentions to. I just went to go. I got a job and, and I could never hold a re- like a regular job. It was just not my thing. I th- I've always felt like life is too short to do anything you don't want to do. And I literally worked at Starbucks. Like the day I graduated, I went to 4.30 in the morning Starbucks the next day and was like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, This is horrible. And I, w- I lasted a week there. And I'm like, I'm out. See you later. Um, <laughs> then I got some couple jobs here and there and just hung out for almost like a year and a half. But I graduated at 17 years old and didn't turn 18 till October after I graduated. Mm-hmm. So I was young. Um, and then I had a, I had a brother pass away. This is not to get sob story. This is just ballpark yeah. of it. Um, 
was really close to him and I just didn't handle it well, like at all. It just went down a, just a wrong, ugly, not good path. And, uh, I came home one morning, still living at home, came home and my mom was up and she was crying because she didn't know where I was and she was scared and all that. And I just kind of went, I gotta, I have to do something else. I can't be this guy. This isn't good. I need something. I'm not a school guy. I never was. I got good enough grades to stay eligible and play baseball. And that was kind of it. Um, and I wanted to go to school. So I decided I'll go try to play baseball. That'll keep me in school. It'll give me a reason to go. Um, so I went to Palomar college here in San Diego and they were going to redshirt me. And I was like, shoot, now I'm like 19, almost 20. Like, I don't want to be like a 25 year old freshman. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I said, but can I go somewhere this summer and, and play? Like I got to get some reps. I've done nothing. Like I haven't, um, I'm played in two years. So I was a shortstop in high school and I went to Palomar and their shortstop was a buddy of mine. I grew up with, he's a returning shortstop. He played 43 games the season before, which was every game he made one error. I'm like, well, I'm not going to play short, so like, let me just go to the outfield. I can run and throw and hit and see what happens. And um, once they decided to redshirt me, I went to Idaho that summer to just play and get reps and yeah. get back into it. And um, the head coach of that that team was the hitting coach at Shasta, where I ended up going. And he was Pete Troyer, one of the best dudes, kind of life changing guy for me. Um, he was the head coach. He was young at the time. I think I was 20. He was like 24, just finished playing at Moorhead State. And he was going through some stuff too where whatever, we just connected. We kind of really connected that summer. And one night I was sitting there, you know, doing what baseball guys do in summer league. And <laughs> our game's over. We're back at the apartments having a good time. And he would swing by every now and then and just kind of check in on us. And yeah, um, I asked him one night, I'm like, hey, man. I said, I don't know what, like, Palomar is very good. So I'm going to, redshirting guarantees you nothing there. It guarantees you can come back and try out again the next year. I'm like, I, I said, I jokingly was at the time, I don't know what I was hitting, but it was not good in summer. And I'm like, you need an outfielder that bats 120 and uh, runs really fast. <laughs> he started laughing and we just laughed about it. And next day I was out at the time. I wasn't playing because I, I uh, busted my knuckle open and I had nine stitches in it. Oh, so I had like, yeah, I could, I ended up playing with it once his little swelling went down, but I had like two or three games where I didn't play and we were sitting on the dugout rail before the game. And he's like, Hey, he's like, were you serious last night? I'm like, uh, about, let me make sure we're talking about the same thing before I get excited. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I just went, yeah. He's like, I go about, about coming to Shasta. He goes, yeah. I said, yeah, I'm serious. I said, it's been a month and a half with you. I already love working with you every day and whatever. He goes, I'll call the coach now, Coach Rupert. And he did. And then I ended up leaving that summer when it was all over, went home two days, packed up and went straight to Shasta without wow. seeing it, without really knowing anything about it. Um, and I spent two years there, which was amazing for me. I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever even told those two coaches, you know, I, what they meant to me and what I don't know that they even knew what I was going through. Cause I don't talk about it, but like the, the old cliche, like I'm not going to say baseball saved my life. I don't know if I would have died, but it certainly was the absolute centerpiece of me turning my life into something much better than it was. 
Um, so baseball means something to me, like beyond the game. Yeah. Um, and I spent my, my two years there, which were awesome. Good for me. Good for whatever. I had a great time. The teammates are amazing. I love the place. And, uh, I got a scholarship out of there to New Mexico Highlands, which is at the time it was a D2 in New Mexico. Um, at the time they were super, they're super high elevation. The ball flies there. And my coach is like, you're going to hit 20 bombs. Like you're just like, our place is a graveyard. We hammer a ball. You got to hit it 420 to get it out with, it's a big field. And then it's got wind blowing at your face all day long. So he goes, you go over there. He goes, you're going to have, you have a great season. I'm like, shoot, I'm in. So he made a call. It was funny. Cause like, four or five weeks went by after I talked to the guy and he'd call me, the head coach over there would call me every like week after our series and go, Hey, how'd it go today? I'm like, Oh, it was good. You know, it was whatever. Six for 15 on the weekend, a couple triples, some RBIs. He's like, all right. He's like, Hey, listen, like we want you here. Let's like, what do you think? We can give you a 55, 60%. And I'm like, okay. Like I'm in the middle of the year. I'm just going to kind of ride this out and see, any other options come up and he would do he did that like three or four weeks in a row till he finally got to like 70 percent yeah <laughs> and i'm like sitting there with my coach and he's right next to me you can kind of hear it this was shoot i didn't even have a smartphone i had like a flip phone which just like they're always on speaker you can hear everything <laughs> and my coach goes give me the phone i'm like all right so i give him the phone he's like jonesy that's the head coach over there he goes he goes 100 right now he's in let's stop do, let's just stop doing this he goes 100 percent I didn't hear anything. He's like, he just hands me back the phone. He goes, here you go. I'm like, hello. He goes, well, I guess you heard Roop. So what do you say? I'm like, <laughs> I say, awesome. <laughs> like I'm in, let's do it. So it was, it was super cool. And then, um, this is what actually kind of stopped me from playing is I had a physical before I haven't even told my coach from back in the day, this, this is something that I don't like saying it cause it sounds like a sob story. Poor me. But, um, yeah. when I was in high school, I had a, I have a real small little heart condition. And um, I went to get a physical before going to New Mexico. And the doctor's like, you can't, you can't work in that elevation. Like it's kind of like Kenley Jansen going to Colorado. Um, Like you can't, your heart's just going to struggle. It's going to be dangerous for you. And I'm like, whoa, I'm supposed to leave like tomorrow. So um, I ended up staying home. I didn't go because baseball and, the chances of that happening were probably slim and he probably was overboard on it. But with my mom and my family, I'm like, I can't, you don't I can't risk do that. that. So, yeah. So I stayed home. I planned on going to find somewhere else to play. And um, I started working in a batting cage in the meantime. And then I started coaching travel ball there. And then next thing I know, I, I never even went back to school and just started doing this. And it wasn't, wasn't like a, I'm bummed. I wish I would have used my last two years and done something. But at the same time, I think God kind of puts you on roads or doors open for a reason. And, you know, I, the last nine years I've been at Carlsbad high, I've been the the coolest thing for me and, and my family and everything. It's just been, it's been awesome. And I wouldn't trade these eight years for going to play two more years. You know what I mean? It's like, and I think if I went and played those two years, I would have never come back here and, this would have never happened. So everything happens for a reason. So yeah. A, big time. Big and I time. say that all the time. Yeah. I'm the same way. I think the, the universe has its plans and if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, things work out for you and things go the right way. And, um, 
but that's my story. That's a big piece of it is that's why every time I tell people like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, it's not about, Oh, sorry. You, sorry. You had this thing for you. Like, sorry. You had the injury. Like as part of it, this is, this yeah. is the story. You know, I'm not telling you this. So you feel bad for me and go, Oh, it's just is what it is. But, um, and that was it. I mean, uh, I started coaching and had no clue what I was doing. Absolutely no clue. I mean, <laughs> playing and coaching are so, so different. Um, that's somebody that is 100 percent true i mean like because yeah. i i uh i coached little league for a hot minute and mm-hmm. it was oh man i i was i had no <laughs> idea i had no idea like what i was doing yeah you was, feel like you don't even know baseball e- exactly it's crazy it's it's really crazy and i i started and i didn't know baseball anyways i went to calvary christian like i said where and i'm not one of those my coach sucked guys like my coach was awesome but he he didn't know he was a construction guy that just said, yeah, I'll coach the team. Cause my son goes to this school. <laughs> I got zero advice. I did everything in my baseball career up to Shasta, like off pure athleticism. Yeah. And I didn't, there was no lessons now where like you can Google hitting coaches within 20 miles of me and you're going to find 19 X big leaguers. You're like, Jesus, true. crazy what these guys have. So I didn't have any of that and whatever. And my real coaching came in college for those two years. And once I started working at that batting cage, in the meantime, somebody called in. They're like, hey, is anybody there that can coach a travel team? I never played travel ball because there was like two teams here when I was growing up, and it just wasn't even a thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can. Sure. Like, I didn't know who it was. I didn't know what the deal was. It ended up being a guy that his dad was part owner of the Padres. <laughs> I was no shit. getting – yeah, I was getting – What it was just – an awesome gig. I was getting paid a lot of cash to just coach this team and have fun. And, um, I learned, like I started learning and I'm like, man, I don't, I never wanted to take a job where my, the job I did like directly affected people's future. Like if you yeah. were with me, if you were with me for a whole year as an eighth grader and you go to high school unprepared and that's on me, like, that's an awful feeling for me. Like I don't, I'm not going to do anybody wrong. So I started right away. Like after a month of coaching, I'm like, geez, I don't know. I know a little baseball, but I don't know this side of the game whatsoever. It's a whole different ball game. So I just dove into like learning and really trying to be really good at it. And that was all I wanted to do. I didn't want another job. I didn't want to build my own program. I just wanted to be really good at what I was doing for these 14 kids on this team. And I, I felt good about it. It turned into be, you know, something that has now been a 12, 13 year journey for me as far as coaching and um, met a lot of cool people. I, when I got to Carlsbad, I was the assistant and I was the fresh, I was the uh, varsity assistant, first base coach and the outfield coach. And I, I coached Dave Roberts son in travel baseball. Oh wow! And at the time he was the first base and outfield coach for the Padres. I'm like, Dave, I, listen, man, I got to pick your brain. Like I, I have to, I, I have the same job as you, except I'm in high school and it's clearly not the same, but it's the same. It's, 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 it's <laughs> same, same, but different. Right. Same job, different stage. So <laughs> I'm like, and, and Dave is the coolest dude on the planet. Like he talks to me, like I'm, I'm the first base and outfield coach for the Mariners. Literally. He's like, yeah. So mm-hmm. guys like, uh, he's like guys like us. I'm like, what do you mean guys like us <laughs> you're you like you and i'm like me but he was amazing i'm like hey let me just take you out to lunch breakfast dinner i don't care on me and just i just want to pick your brain give me an hour he's like oh yeah he's like let's go to uh 
let's go to IHOP. And I'm like, okay, you want to go to IHOP? Like, I, you know, you guys, do you know what an IHOP is? Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we go to IHOP. And he goes, I haven't been there in a long time. What are you going to say? <laughs> I'll say because our, our uh, IHOP shut down like five years ago, which sucked. Mm. See. Bummer. That's a that's bummer. What that's what I'm saying. Yeah. IHOP's the best. So we go there. And he's, it's like an hour and a half, two hours of him. Like, he, like these booths are pretty close together. My favorite part of it was like, he was talking to me, like he was talking to like Matt Kemp on how to take a lead or, or Bryce Harper on how to like take a route. I'm like, this yeah. is wild. Like this guy, that's why he's where he's at. He, he, when I coached his son, I'd watch him work with a 13 year old on a Sunday in in a, a garbage town after we lost and everybody's like, cool, we can go home. He'd stay in a little cage there and work with a 13 year old for an hour. I'm like, this is nuts. And he was acting like it might as well have been Justin Turner. So I learned a lot from him on like making everything important. Like if you're going to do it, awesome. make it important. And he, my favorite part of the IHOP thing is the, the tables are, you know, you get little aisles in between and you could probably fit two people walking side by side between the aisles. And, there's this old couple next to us. They're probably like in their eighties, obviously no clue who either of us are. And he gets up and he like, he goes to, he, we're talking about steals and he, and he gets in a steel position. Like, he t- like <laughs> says, okay, I just took my lead and here's my position. And he's like bent over, like he's ready to run. And his ass is like an inch away from their table. And they're looking like, what the is, what is this guy doing? And I'm just going, <laughs> this is unreal. Like how into this he is. He doesn't even see what's happening around him. And, I, I mean, I learned everything I know literally from the outfield and base running from Dave Roberts and IHOP. <laughs> it's, that is so that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, he's he's the man. So it's a big reason why I rock the Dodger hats. He's he's yeah. my guy, and I, I just root for him, and I always want to see him do well. But um, So that's kind of my, I guess in a, in a long nutshell, that's kind of my where I'm at and my journey yeah. and, and, and kind of all the baseball stuff just kind of it funneled into what it was you know i yeah. worked i worked insurance right before i got the job i'm gonna move this thing for a quick second there you go plug my phone into a charge i'm gonna die um i worked insurance for like this goes back to us kind of the universe will tell you sometimes i worked insurance and i hated it i hate i just hated it not, i don't know who likes working insurance <laughs> i i don't that's know. my thing i have no idea who likes that shit dude and that person's sick um so i was working insurance and i told the guy that was working with me i'm like hey i I can't do this i I hate this i just hate it and the guy that was i was working for he was on his son was on the team i coached the first original team and he's like maybe go try to do some baseball stuff like you're good at it you enjoyed it you know and i don't know find a way and i said all right sounds good and we kind of came to this nice agreement where he's like you're too young and this is not your gig i can tell get out of here and go do something else so from the walk to the office um, from the office to my car was literally maybe 30 seconds it's a 30 second walk so i give him a little farewell appreciate it i'm out of here and in that 30 seconds my buddy calls me he's like hey man he goes i just got the job at carlsbad high as the head guy and i need an assistant i'm like whoa this is freaking wild perfect yeah, I couldn't even – Oh, I honestly like couldn't believe it. So I'm like, I'm in. Let's go. And then he was there for two years, and when he left, I took over, and that's my 
kind of turned into a nine year story there, yeah. which was just, it was just crazy to me. I, that's why I believe like if you, the, the universe will tell you sometimes I'm like a big fan of the book, the alchemist, which is all about, you read it. Nope. Read it. It's a good one. Read it's it. all about okay. basically like when you're chasing what you're passionate about and what you're supposed to be doing, like you'll see things line up for you. The universe will kind of help get you there. And it's, I think it's the truth. So um yeah it's been cool man baseball is i mean i guess i tracked it down as much as it kind of tracked me down yeah that that makes sense oh it 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 makes sense it's a i guess like and that's why like i enjoy doing what i do like for the podcast like it's hearing everyone's journeys and like they're all different yeah i mean i mean like i would have never have known you learned from dave roberts at ihop (laughs) i know it's kind of it's what's wild it's it's funny because I'll I don't even I don't like to say it on TikTok because everybody's like oh here we go with the freaking well pretend like name drop I'm like oh, I'm not yeah gonna, I'm not even gonna bring it up because people already don't like me and if I start saying stuff like that then I think I'm real full of shit I'm like whatever but <laughs> it's it's a good dude I've met a lot of cool guys down here I I owned a hitting facility here ten thousand square foot facility in Carlsbad that um, we had like eight or nine tunnels to hit in we had a couple bullpens that you could. Yeah this this is pretty cool you could close it off with nets and and you can do like live at bats in there and during corona when everything was shut down we had uh a couple big leaguers reached out and said hey can we just take some hacks in there it's the only place and we're like yeah we'll let you in the back door and just kind of do whatever we can do yeah and it turned into like 40 dudes at a time coming in taking hacks taking live at bats i was standing behind a net which was a foot behind a catcher and I was watching I was watching Joe Musgrove pitch to Mickey Moniak and I'm like dude this is this is amazing and they're all local guys I'm watching you know Jordan Luplo with the Arizona Diamondbacks right now these yep. dudes were all Philip Evans with the Pirates last year's with the Yankees now but just the coolest experience to kind of watch these guys do their thing from like five feet away it was like yeah. standing on the field with them and I watched Musgrove pitch and I'm like, this is nuts, dude. Nuts. And then six months later, he threw that no hitter. I'm like, this is even more nuts. <laughs> it's like, I, but, I let him come to my facility and now he's doing this. Like, this is, this is yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. And he, he was the like big league all the way around. He'd come in, he'd say, what's up? Super nice. He'd get his work in. And then he'd do his thing and he'd bounce and he'd always say bye. If he came in and I was like on the opposite side of the building, we could see each other. He wouldn't acknowledge me. He'd go to do his work and then he'd like walk out the back door when he's done and then come back in and be like, uh, Jake, thanks, dude. Appreciate you. I'm like, see, that's like the little stuff like that's where they yep. just make sure, you know, and, and it was cool, man. He, he was awesome. He gave me a pair of shoes and said, thanks. I'm like, I got some shoes from Musgrove. That's what's up. <laughs> I was pumped. I was a big shoe guy, so three or four of those guys left me shoes when they took off. I'm like, you guys are awesome, but really cool experience to kind of meet these dudes and and just see. Like, I made a Instagram about the hitter man or whoever the teacher hitter man guy, whatever. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh yeah, you ever even seen a big leaguer? I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Post clips of me throwing BP to like these eight big leaguers that you guys watch every night and go look at me? Like, uh, it's not my thing. It's just yeah, for real funny that people associate like relationships with credentials like 
I'm not a big league hitting coach, but have I thrown BP to big leaguers and talked to them about hitting? Yeah. Do they think they listen to me? Probably not, but <laughs> I'm going to throw a little advice out there and see, and it's just fun. Like they're just dudes. They're just guys. They're just they're, guys. They're asking the high school coach to throw in BP what he sees in their swing. And I'm like, well, I see a really nice big league swing, man. <laughs> it's like, there is <laughs> not much to say, but you luck. have a nice swing. Yeah. So the journey's been cool and and it's been that's good. It's just been fun and it kind of that's good goes places. Yeah. There's so tell me about uh your brand. I want to hear about that and then yeah, like, so why my brand it's called Rough Shot Supply Company. Um this is one of our hats here. This one right here has been kind of amazing. It's it just says these are the good old days. Um and this thing's been sold out. We were like trying to catch up like constantly yeah. trying to catch up on this hat order it get it done bring it send it um people have been amazing and we we kind of talked about it we actually started it probably a year and a half ago and i just wanted to make a cool clothing brand and this is kind of was kind of a turning point for me in business because i've always coached i did a travel baseball business and i did the facility and it was all just kind of like here's the product it's a batting cage and you're going to come hit at it. Here's my travel team. If you like what I do, you're going to play for me. Yep. I never sold I never sold myself. Like when people ask me about it, I'm like, come hang out for a month for free at every practice. And if you like it, stay. If you don't, yeah. don't. I'm not going to sit you down in an office and tell you what we do on a baseball field. Like hang out, watch every practice. And if at the end of three, four weeks, your kid says, I love this. And you've stayed and watched and go, I like the fit. We're good. So when I started the clothing thing, I I made the mistake of thinking like my friends were going to support it financially like, <laughs> by buying things instead of just because as you're leading up to like, hey, we're going to launch this thing soon on Instagram or whatever. People are like they love every every picture. They love every video. They love whatever you do. And if you post something with a poll, it's always thumbs up. That's awesome. And we kind of released everything we had our first drop and it was just clothes and i thought it was awesome and we sold we didn't sell a single thing not one thing yeah. i'm like okay this is stupid i'm like this sucks and we didn't like it didn't kill us because we didn't like fully inventory and do all that we were going to wait to see what happened first but i just remember thinking like there's not one friend that bought anything and and in my mind i'm like I expected them to just because I would like I'm yeah, kind of sure. guy. It's like, Oh, they'll buy a $25 act. Cause that's how you support somebody. But yeah, I said, they didn't buy it. Cause they didn't like it. Number one. Like if you liked it, you would have bought it. It's on me. And then I thought if I'm going to build a clothing brand, like my goal is not to build it for 15 friends I have and expect to make a living off my friends. Yep. <laughs> I want this to be bigger anyway. So I'm shooting for, you know, so I want to sell something to somebody in New York and Seattle, and I want this to go all over the place. So we kind of, and it, our name's Roughshot Supply Company, and everything we made just kind of said Roughshot on it. And I'm like, this doesn't, like, there's nothing to associate with this. It's just, it's just a name, and there's nothing behind it. And I thought, like, my whole thing in life is like, this hat sums it up. Like, these are the good old days. Like, you, we're in it always. Like, you're always yeah. in it because there's a, at any point in your life, you will look back at something and go, man, we just talked about college. Like you and I both are feeling like, God, those were the good old days. Yep. You said it. There's nothing better than being the PO in summer league. That was the best time of life. Like 
that's what it is. So my whole thing is like for you to be a PO in summer X amount of years ago to know like, man, I'm like fully living this because this is awesome. I'm, I love where I'm at in life. It's amazing. If 60 years from now, you're like, man, I used to have a podcast. You're like, those were the good old days. Like those, that podcast was so fun. So for me, the brand kind of turned into this, like being aware of how good life is really. Yeah. And, and it, it all depends on how you look at it. And if you just choose to say, these are the times every day is like a good day to me. And that's what we started kind of rolling with. And a lot of our stuff now is that's what it's all centered around. We have one or two items that have our name on it, but everything else is, is this. And it's, yeah. it's just feel good, be in the moment kind of idea is what we, we kind of do. See, that's awesome. Uh, I absolutely love that. Yeah. And, and I think people, it's almost like a, like our, we want our, Cause I think everybody loves that. I think everybody wants to feel like that. And life is not always easy and fun and you don't go, you know, every day is a good day. Like just crashed my car, just lost 500 bucks. Like <laughs> just got fired. Like that's not a good day, but we're here and we're alive. And it's, it's kind of like, we want people when they put these clothes on to have a little small reminder, at least of like, it's all pretty good. Like life is yeah. good. We're here and all that. So that's really what the brand is about. And it's, it's like I said, this hat really took off and it's inspiring to see like people from all over the, the world buying it. And it's crazy to me that, you know, when you create something that people that don't know you love and, and buy into uh, it's empowering. And it's fun. Like we're pumped up now. I mean, the feeling of opening your store and selling absolutely nothing like zero for six months. You're like, what? <laughs> this is dumb. And then yeah. to selling, like we're doing now with this idea that just tries to bring people together and be in the moment is super inspiring to like make more product for people and, and have more people kind of follow the movement or the idea. And, you know, I don't, I talk a lot about changing like the world. And for me, like you're, everybody has their world. It doesn't, it's not yep. the world. I'm not trying to change the world. I'm trying to change my world, which, to me, my world is everybody that's connected. If 500 people have bought this hat that I don't know, those people are now part of my world. And if they like the hat and it makes them feel good, I changed a piece of my world. I made somebody else feel good or happy or whatever. So I think like just like you, if you've had seven, God, what episode are you on? 72. 72. That's 72 people that you've had me, number 72, yep. that you've had conversations with that, they had a good time and they felt better. Yeah. They said, cool, I get to come talk baseball with this dude. Like they're now 72 people that are part of your world. You and I are part of the same world now. So, and I hope that you take things from this conversation and go, man, that was awesome. I'm going to remember that. And I'm going to oh, know for sure. I'm going to take the same thing from you. And we'll I can be guarantee, I can guarantee that I have to, I have taken stuff like, like something like from this conversation. For yeah, sure. it's awesome. And, I, and I'm the same way. So I think that's the cool thing to me is if we talk one time for an hour, like we're now connected for life. And what did I give you? And what did you give me in that hour? For sure. Did we make each other better, happy, whatever, you know, it's, and there's not an obligation to do that for everybody, but yeah, when you see every kind of opportunity or every moment as an opportunity. It just, I think changes the, the way you live in a positive manner, really. Yeah, that's, I mean, you, you absolutely nailed that one. That's, I mean, I mean, like I'm going to for sure 
okay, like I want that hat, but first I have to mm-hmm. figure out. Like, I'm gonna send. Come back you just gotta email me your uh, address. I'm sending you one. Well, you've okay. already got the blue, the blue and uh, two tone Seattle hat right now. This is gonna be similar with a different. It'll logo. be perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll send you one. Shoot me your email at, or your address through email after this. I can do that. I can do that yeah. guaranteed. Well, awesome. it, it, it's it, dude. It's been fun, Jake. It's been a, an it absolute blast and, and and a fun conversation. It has, dude. I appreciate you bringing me on here, big time, man. I, like I said, I this is one of those things for me where I I rarely tell my story, and I think yeah. it's kind of a, thought it'd be a cool. You, I know before we started this, you reached out and we talked about what we might want to talk about, and you said just kind of want to hear the story, and thought it'd be a cool opportunity to kind of throw it out there and and just just tell it you know and it's yeah. i think telling your story i think it humanizes you a little bit you know and that's like when i posted that thing about shasta college all these 19 year old junior college kids that follow me are like holy shit this guy plays where i play like I, you know they might look at me like i'm some other guy and now all of a sudden like hey i'm you 10 years ago yep. dude. like everyone it's it's like i mean like because people ask me like what it's like to talk like the big league guys. And then I'm just like, you know what? Like they're, they're just normal people that just have badass jobs. Yeah. And that's pretty much like, I mean, I'm like, we're all human. And then I'm like, we all make mistakes. We all have struggles. Like we all have our own, our own stories. And that's why, and that's why I enjoy doing this podcast and telling those stories and and like have my guests on. Yeah. I think it's an awesome thing. Podcasts, they, they just changed the world with their accessibility. And, you know, I can't call Dallas Braden and have a conversation with him, but if I want to know something about him, I can go right to your conversation with him and learn <laughs> everything I want to know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so for you to be able to do that, it's awesome for you, but it now goes out to the world and people get such a big piece of your, your job and what you like to do. It just, it's awesome for people. So I think keep doing this, man. There's one thing I learned in business and it's, it's the guy that keeps going wins just just wins dude it's you keep going you keep going and you're you'll be the joe rogan of baseball podcast Uh, you know what i mean like maybe someday someday we'll see yeah and that's that'll happen by you just continuing to enjoy it and do what you do that's that's really all it is so this has been awesome dude I, i seriously thank you for for having me on this thing and this was a cool this is always fun for me so i really appreciate you Hey, where, where can people find you at on social media? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Jake Savicki, J-A-K-E-S-A-V-I-C-K-I. And then same thing on TikTok. Um, both spots are the same name. Well, Jake, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, man. It was a pleasure.